Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always, well, actually not as always, because Trev Stores had an emergency and I had to wash his hair or something and had to bail out. But with me is my co-host, Joanne Kong, Senior Staff Writer for Football Garbage Time. Hey, everyone. And I know we have a lot to talk about today about NFC East and our off-season needs, but we are super excited because we have a very special guest joining us today. It's wide receiver prospect Vincent Lee, formerly of the Stephen University Mustangs. Hey, how you doing, Vincent? Welcome to the show. How you guys doing? Thank you for having me on. So we are excited to have you on the show today, Vincent, and there are so many great questions they have lined up for you. Uh, so hey, let's just get to it. There's no reason for us to mess around. All right, Vincent. So we have a little bit of some technical difficulties here, so I apologize for that. So you're going to get blindsided by all these great questions today, and that's going to be fun for our listeners. I'm sure they're going to enjoy that. And, of course, as I mentioned uh, earlier, Joanne Kong is going to be joining me as our co-host on the show today. Uh, Trevor Storrs had the bailout, but he uh, he had uh, to wash his hair, like I said. And so you should give him some crap, Vincent, uh, after we get off here. Send him an email and tell him that uh, he's no longer on your holiday card list. Okay, will you do that for me? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> all right, Vincent. Let's get rolling with these questions here because there's some really important things we need to know. First of all, most important to me are what foods people eat while watching football. So tell us, Vincent, what's your favorite football watching food? Um, I would say my favorite football food is probably kettle corn or something like that. Usually, it's pretty quick and convenient, right. and so I eat that. Okay. Well, let me tell you this: if it, and everybody who listens to me knows that. Uh, I love full-fat nachos. Nachos with the, I mean, I don't want that meat to be 90% lean. I want it to be 90% fat. I want it to be, you know, like, let's make sure it has that weird orange grease all over the place. That is the nacho that I want to eat while watching football. Are you a nacho fan, Vincent? Yeah, I am a nacho fan. That does sound pretty good. It just made me hungry. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm getting myself hungry here. All right, let me get on to the next one here. And, hey, by the way, kale corn, great choice. I didn't mean to... To, to, uh, to deride the kettle corn. Everybody, healthy snack. Go with one choice. Don't go with one choice. All right. All right. Let's talk about your favorite NFL player. Tell me, who's your favorite NFL player and why? Um, My favorite NFL player is Lamar Jackson. Um, I've always just been, ever since he's entered the league and even in college when I've uh, seen him, he's just been always so impressive to me. And uh, he's very dynamic. And he does a lot of things on the field that are just very electrifying and it's inspiring, very yeah, I totally agree. He is incredibly dynamic. What a fun player to watch. Uh, I mean, he, he's going to have some uh, – he needs to stay healthy. So those Ravens need to shore up that offensive line, keep him upright, because when he's upright, he is absolutely dynamic. Absolutely love that one. Um, you are a big fan of the running uh, running quarterback, scrambling quarterback? Yeah, I think um, even with his passing abilities, I think he uh, demonstrates pretty uh, – actually excellent um, passing abilities and then tag that along with his – his running ability, I just think that him being dual threat and be able to do a multitude of things is just it's anything anybody would ask for, honestly. So I'm very impressed with him. No, absolutely. 
you know, he and Holiday Brown and Hollywood Brown and, of course, Mark Andrews, I mean, they're lighting it up over the middle, down the road. I mean, he's got some serious arm strength. That sidearm is something else. All right, let me, uh, let me ask you this question. I know you're from Jackson, New Jersey. Is that right? Uh, so tell me, what other sports teams or what sports teams are you a fan of uh, being from New Jersey? Um, being from New Jersey, I mostly follow a lot of the NFC East. So there's a lot of Giants fans, Eagles fans, of course, okay. and then, like, Dallas and Washington. So um, I, I kind of follow the whole NFC East, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Baltimore as well. So I kind of just watch the local teams. Okay. All right. But, hey, if you're a fan of the Giants, you got to hate the Eagles, though, right? And if you're a fan of the, the newly named, minted Washington Commanders, you got to hate the Cowboys. You can't, can't like them all, man. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. I just like watching good football, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, we can all agree on that. Watching good football is definitely the best. How about uh, how about baseball? You got a baseball team or uh, anything else that you watch? Um, I mostly follow basketball more than um, any other sport. So I watch okay. a lot of basketball. As far as baseball, I would say I've been to a couple of Yankees games, so that's nice. Okay. Well, that's, always, that's always good. Hey, I, I got to ask you this question. Do you hate the Nets for leaving New Jersey? Yeah, honestly, um, it's kind of it was kind of sad to see them go. You know, it was really. Um, I agree. My dad felt it the most for real. He was really a big, um, big Brooklyn fan. I mean, a uh, New Jersey Nets fan. So he felt it the most, and it was yeah. sad to see them go. Happy for him. And uh, I have to say this: I I do I do miss New Jersey Nets because I like the Queen Latifah movie where she ends up getting uh, that guy up to speed again from the torn ACL in like two weeks. I'm like, it's yeah. totally unbelievable. But I'm in. Uh, I'm in for it, man. I'm in for it. <laughs> that was uh, that was. Uh, Queen Latifah could do anything, by the way. That I, was a great movie. It was a great movie. That was a great movie. I think it was just right. Isn't that one? It was yeah, just, just right. Just right. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic movie. Uh, Queen Latifah, New Jersey Nets. Last time we actually seen New Jersey Nets, actually. Anyway, enough of that crap. And you can already tell that uh, big fan here of movies and TV outside of football. So let me ask you this question, Vincent. What's your favorite movie and favorite TV show? Oh, that's definitely a tough one. Um, uh, I would have to say, I would have to say, after being put on the spot, I have to say, Paid in Full is my favorite movie. And then for TV okay. show, I'm currently following a lot of Snowfall. Um, so that's the Snowfall. Two shows all right. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, those are actually really solid, good choices. I was looking for nonsense, you know. Yeah, that was, that was really <laughs> yeah just choices. serious choices those there. Serious I know. Yeah. Now I don't want to. I don't want to say what I like to those watch. Those shows now. are really dense. That's <laughs> our dense. It is for sure. Yeah. Is. So I, I got to ask you this then, because now now you, now I feel bad about asking these questions because they're just nonsense. But are you a Star Wars fan? Uh, I play the video game. Um, me and my brothers, we have a little gaming channel that we do. We can try to like diversify the games we play. So I've definitely played Star Wars. So I'm a fan of it. Okay, all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Not not quite a Star Wars fan, but I'll take I'll take what I can get. All right. And Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. Franchise. Yes or no? Are you a fan? Uh yeah, I'm a fan. I think it's pretty. Uh, it's a good series. Good series to follow. So I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, how can you not like it? You got Vin Diesel. You got The Rock. You got basically no physics. It's be- it's awesome, man. You got plus, like, yeah, cars, a lot of cars. A lot of cars flying that, around. That get blown up. Absolutely, that's like, good stuff. That's good stuff. Right. All right, good. You redeemed yourself. You like Fast and the Furious. We're all set now. All right, let's turn to some football stuff. 
All right, so uh, we, you went to uh, Jackson Memorial High School, and you had quite a time there playing football. You totaled over 1,000 rushing yards, 400 receiving yards, and 22 touchdowns. You were two-time All-A South. You were two-time state champion, and you also competed on the track and field team. Man, I don't even know how you had time for the rest of your life. But I know. How did you go to school? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. You had, you had so much going on there. Now, how did you get started playing in football? Um, when my family moved out to Jackson, New Jersey, my parents, uh, mostly my dad, um, kind of just pushed it on us and was something that he enjoyed growing up playing himself and something that he always just had us around. So me and my brothers always, like, played football, and it was just that we did. So we ended up loving it. We just did it our whole life, basically. Oh, that's great. That's terrific. So you're kind of, kind of a family thing almost. Correct. It's like a lot of tradition, I guess. That's great. That's great. And that really pushed you to greater heights there. And, you know, kind of moving right along, it looks like that when you played in 2014 at Jackson Memorial that you were primarily used as a running back as well as a defensive back. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up playing running back in high school and what you liked most about that. Um, how I ended up playing running back, it was kind of like the position that I played since a kid. So in high school, it was kind of like where I got stuck at. And then um, playing running back was something that I enjoyed because it was Oh, ability! It was allowing me to like use my ability to my best abilities. So like I was able to like be explosive and run fast and make cuts, and I was just able to be myself, like be explosive, would get the ball directly. So it was something that I did, and I enjoyed it. I was pretty decent at it, so it was good. That's awesome. That's great. And uh, I'll ask you this question: uh, You follow the Giants, so you or Saquon Bar- Barkley on a bad ankle? Who's faster? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I'll have to give it to Saquon for sure. He's definitely a freak athlete, so he's probably capable of anything, honestly. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you I, sure? I'm like, picking you. He has a bad ankle. I've seen him on a bad ankle. I'm picking you here, Vince. Uh, 110%, 110%, my friend. All right. Uh, so you uh, eventually switched over in 2015, being more involved in the passing game. You added 148 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns in that year. Tell us a little bit about that transformation. What just you more involved with the passing game? Um, during that time, um, we I was actually splitting carries because there was another uh, running back that I played with that was actually very good as well. So we were just as yeah. a um, – returning state champion, we were looking for a way to, like, diversify our offense and be more explosive. So they made the transition to me kind of, like, splitting between slot and running back, and it would be a good way for me to put film on for colleges and stuff like that, being to show my versatility. So that's kind of how I made the transition to playing slot. Okay. Wow, that's great. That's terrific because that really, really uh, kind of impacted you in a great in a, in a pretty significant way because you ended up going to Stevenson University and did some great things on the field there as a wide receiver. Uh, so, but, you know, before we get to all that, take us down this path that you had from high school to deciding to play at Stevenson. What made you decide to go there and play? Um, throughout my high school career, I had a pretty successful career um, as far as the team aspect and individually. So I was getting a lot of um, interest from a lot of schools, mostly from, like, um, as at FCS schools and like D2 and D3 schools. So as my time progressed, there was a lot of, like, unfortunate circumstances that kind of led to my decision from not going to, like, a bigger school. But then 
Stevenson University came to talk to me, and then they were just, like, very open. It was just, like, a family atmosphere ever since that, like, they came to talk to me. It was definitely refreshing for my my circumstance that I was in at the time. So at the time, I just felt like it made sense to go there and not really worry about going to a bigger program, like, just more so focusing on myself academically and athletically and just doing that. So that's kind of how I went and made a decision with Stevenson, and I loved it there, so... No, oh, yeah, and of course, a competitive program and a great opportunity to show us what you got there. I mean, you finished your career at Stevenson with some terrific accomplishments, including being named Max Special Teams Player of the Week against LFC after a 52-yard punt return for a touchdown and four punt returns of a total of 84 yards in that game. Tell us, what did winning that Special Teams Player of the Week mean to you? Um, it was just a very... Um... It was a good honor to have and something that I was proud of myself for doing because it was really a team. It was really a team thing, and we were pushing it all week during that week of just doing all the little things on the field on special teams, offense, and defense, just doing all that we can do to win and make sure we maximize our opportunities. So it was really good to see everything that we worked on during that week emphasize come to fruition, and I was fortunate to be player of the week that week for special teams. So it was just a good team accomplishment. Yeah, that's great, and I love how you put the team there. A round of applause here for you. Obviously, in our opinion, special teams get overlooked a lot, and and you can tell how that can impact a game. And and very recently we saw that with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, basically winning a playoff game with special teams alone. I mean, in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I mean, that was in spite of their offense. Uh, I mean, give their defense some credit as well, but special teams really won. It's obviously incredibly important. Uh, and it's great to see you being uh, participating in all aspects of the game there, Vincent, when you were in college. And in your senior year at Stevenson, you had some big breakout performances. You had that breakout against FDU Florham with six receptions for 138 yards and a touchdown, as well as a nice game in the Centennial Mac Bowl against John Hopkins with six receptions for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Those our fantastic fantasy football lines there, Vincent. I would have gladly drafted you for my fantasy football team. Right, That, that is game-changing, my friend. I know. A lot better than a lot of oh, the professional players. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Alan Robinson, <laughs> Alan Robinson can take a seat. We got, we, got, we got Vincent on the line here. I'm, I'm taking this for my team. So uh, tell us, what changed in your senior year uh, that led to all those breakout performances? Um, senior year, just having a new coaching staff that we assembled for that senior year, getting a new coaches, they really um, emphasized, like, um, team team atmosphere, pushing each other to be the best that we can be. So I try to demonstrate that in the locker room and off-season workouts and then during the season as well. And then it kind of just translated directly to the field, and it just was, like, kind of just my – big moment, I guess, to see everything come to fruition, and I was just fortunate to have those experiences and um, trying to continue to do them. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Well, here we are. uh, Fantastic work there, and obviously uh, credit to the coaching that you said uh, was involved there, and credit to your team, and I think how you always mention your team, you're obviously a big team player, uh, obviously led to a very successful senior year for you. All right, so now after college, I know you're still looking to uh, jump in professionally, but have you considered other non-NFL leagues, or are you still shooting for NFL? Um, I've considered all options. I haven't really turned – I'm not turning down any opportunities. I'm grateful for whatever comes my way. Um, I have some workouts and combines coming up that I'm going to be attending, so I'm just 
That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then, and of course, you know, we uh, uh, last year had the uh, the great Gary Clark, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, wide receiver from the uh, Washington Redskins, and he actually told us, and he, as you may know, he was part of the USFL back in the day, and of course now he's a, a Ring of Honor member uh, in Washington. So. Uh, obviously, those leagues can lead to great things, and he loved what that did in, turn, in order to give opportunities to players to showcase their skills on the field. So let me ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on the newly reformed USFL? Is that a league that you're interested in, or is that something uh, that you're, you have an eye on? Yeah, definitely something I have my eye on. I'm extremely interested in it, of course. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of guys to – go back out there in the spring, demonstrate that they can play and go get bigger opportunities and also a new way to see more innovative rules and things like that in football and just keep football alive throughout the whole seasons and stuff like that. And I've been fortunate enough as well to get a little workout, like a combine that they're hosting on the 19th in Birmingham. So I'm going to be attending that. So I'm hoping that something comes from that and I'm excited. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, there's some good stuff there, and and what, so when is that going to be in Birmingham? When is that combine? Um, it's it's hosted for two days, it says. So um, the combine is going to be on the 19th and the 20th, and I'm intending the date on the 19th. Fantastic. Well, that's fantastic. That is a great opportunity to show everyone what you got, uh, and get that get that opportunity because I think that you absolutely deserve it. That's fantastic. Uh, so I know, and you know, and everyone knows, it can be a little bit of an uphill battle for those uh, smaller school prospects to get signed. But, you know, what do you think, what do you think separates you from other wide receivers out there? Um, what separates me mostly is just my hard work, honestly. Um, I know it's pretty cliche to say, and everybody says their hard work and this, that, and the third, but I feel as though yeah. that my circumstances throughout my life is um, they kind of um, led me down a path that, that um, it may seem rough, but I feel like I've always – been persistent, always stayed dedicated, and always just kept my head down and waited for my turn. And I feel like now is a good opportunity for me to finally um, get what I feel like I deserve. So you're going to really get a hardworking, dedicated player that's really just a team, wants team success at the end of the day and willing to do whatever it takes for any team, so any league. So I feel like that's what separates me from everybody else, just my hunger. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's absolutely clear that you work incredibly hard. You're incredibly hungry for it, and you would be an asset for any team that picked you up. So I, I absolutely am looking forward to that. One last question for you here, Vincent. If there was one thing that you could tell an NFL team about you, what would it be? Um, I would tell an NFL team that I'm just um, really eager for an opportunity and um, I am just want to be able to showcase myself and just, show that I'm a good football player that can do anything that a team needs and be plugged in on special teams, offense, anywhere, any way that I can contribute to a team that I'm ready to do it. And I feel like I'm explosive fast enough and I'm ready to show that at these combines that I have the numbers and the dedication and the film to play in the big leagues or any league at that. So I'm just ready to show myself. That's great. That is absolutely fantastic. I love that answer. Yeah. I'm motivated to go out there and try and find a position after hearing you talk, Vincent. That's fantastic. And thanks so much, Vincent, for, for joining us here tonight. We know that you're going to get your contract because any 
football team would be lucky to have you in their wide receiver or special teams room, anywhere, actually any room for that, say, for that matter, but certainly in those areas. And we're looking forward to seeing you on Sundays and every other day on the gridiron. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks very much, Vincent. And everybody, that was Vincent Lee uh, from the uh, Stevenson University Mustangs, a fantastic wide receiver, fantastic special teams player. We are very happy to have him on the show, and we certainly hope he gets his break coming up soon in the football league. So let's go ahead and – Yes, I think it was fantastic, yeah. right? Really great. Really, really, really great. Um, all right. So that – Let's go ahead and hit the uh, let's hit and hit blasting bell on that one. Uh, terrific talk with uh, Vincent. We're going to be talking to some other prospects along the way throughout the season as well. Uh, and let's turn to the New York Giants. We already talked about a little bit about the New York Giants. They kind of sucked last year. Oh yeah. They kind that's, of sucked. That's putting it very very polite. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think we're trying to be polite, and they were terrible. So and we're going to start a new uh, series here where we're talking about all 32 teams and their off-season needs. Because, of course, we have the Combine coming up this week, and, of course, we're about two months away from the NFL draft. And free agent season is kicking in the full swing. We've got a lot of moving parts out there. So we're going to start with those New York Giants, and let's talk about them for a little bit. Of course, it depends on what you think you think the teams need, but I think it's pretty clear that they need a lot. Everything? Yes, everything. basically everything, right. Everything. And we're done, then we're out. That's it. That's yes. it. New York Giants need to get everything up. Unfortunately, so, they don't have enough picks to get everything. <laughs> well, no. So, obviously, um, new new person at the helm now. we got we got Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dabble as the yeah. new head coach. I know. Um, unfortunately, not Brian Flores, but Brian Dabble. <laughs> Oh, Bill Belichick. Oh, Bill Belichick. Get your Brian's right, huh, before you start texting people out. I'm just saying. But he's from the Bills, and the Bills did great. So yes, you got to hope that he brings some of that luck to uh, the Giants. I am uh, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. And obviously there are a lot of issues there. Uh, there are clear needs, uh, depending on how you see it, off, all along their offensive line because they couldn't get anything going offensively. Um, they certainly, uh, they recently cut Kyle Rudolph, and Evan Ingram has been kind of eh, mediocre, probably have a need there at tight end. They all yeah, have, that, that was really disappointing. Yeah. Like, I remember when he got signed. I mean, yeah. God. I know, I know. It's crazy. And it's kind of funny. So because, much expectation. Uh, well, we, I definitely watched a lot of him when he was at Notre Dame, and he did really well. Oh, Evan Ingram. Yes. Evan, <laughs> oh, no. Evan Ingram, not Kyle Rudolph. Well, I mean, Kyle Rudolph also great. I'm just well, saying. Kyle Rudolph was great. Yeah. I mean, let's not, <laughs> let's not get that. Okay. All right. All right. Evan Ingram was still great. on the team. He still has yeah. a chance, but he, he has been a real letdown. He came out with a lot of – I mean, everybody thought he was going to be, like, you know, That's I mean, when right. he came out, he was the, Kyle Pitts the expectation was off the chain. Absolutely. But, I mean, that did not pan out. Did not pan out. <laughs> there was obviously, I mean, there, there are problems, though. Obviously, there's problems with the offensive line. There's problems right. with it's not, the scheme. It's not, his, it's not all his fault. Well, there's also injury, and there's also quarterback play. And, of course, that comes into play whether you think Daniel Jones should be there or not. You know how I feel about Daniel Jones. He should not have been there. Okay. Well, but they have him maybe for one more year, new they, coaching staff. You know, they have to have him because I don't see who they would replace him with. Yeah, that's I true. I don't know. I don't see any of the potential prospects coming up for the draft this year no. that would make a good substitution. Yeah. I say, you know, let Daniel Jones, you know, play it out another year, you know, and 
We'll After that, that, like maybe next year in the draft, there'll be someone better. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they can't try and find somebody to learn. I mean, well, if you could learn anything from Daniel Jones, but you can to learn the offense at least behind him. So certainly potential for them to go find a quarterback at least. In, in the draft? Well, no, or I mean, maybe like, who are actually playing or riding the bench? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question because I'm not 100% sure. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Mitchell Trubisky. There's a lot oh of talk about – I'm just saying, there's a lot of talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, and these are all kind of like stopgap solutions, but maybe they're good, maybe they're not. I don't know. And, and, I, you know, they're kind of – I feel that, you know, Jones, Trubisky, um, Garoppolo, they're kind of all in that same level. Like, okay. not one of them is better than the other. Well, Garoppolo certainly has been more successful, <laughs> but probably in spite of him than yeah. because of him. I mean, he's successful because just like Daniel Jones, he has a good arm. He has those moments where he can make a play. But when you think about it, you have to think about the team. Yeah. You have to think about, like, the weapons they have. and. You know, it, like, you know, Vincent said, like, special teams, defense, yeah. how everyone just comes into play. Incredibly important. And the Giants just don't have that. Right. And that's what makes them terrible. No, no, I was going to use another word. I didn't want to use it. Yeah, right. This is PG-13 here. PG-13. Let's just kind of, let's, 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 let's not be too, let's not that go crazy. That was a stutter, but. Let's not go crazy. But so that being said, so we can we can all talk all day about whether the quarterback needs to be changed or not. Daniel Jones gets another chance or not. He will probably get another I mean, chance. He's going to get another chance. It's a question chance, of yeah. if he should put somebody on the bench behind. I mean, him. they don't have to give him more money, so he could definitely get another yeah. chance. And there's a new coaching uh, staff, so this is his last chance, basically. This is his last chance for him. But then a defense also can use an upgrade. Oh, Linebacker, yeah. edge, they certainly need some pressure. <laughs> on that defensive line oh, and in God. the linebacker position as well. So uh, serious problems all around. I mean, right now, if you think about it, what a wasted season for Kenny Galladay on offense who they pay tons of money in order mega, mega deal. Well, you need someone, he needs someone to throw to him, you know. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> Wide receivers cannot throw and catch the ball. Uh, like Giselle said about Tom Brady infamously after that one Super Bowl, he can't throw and catch the ball. Neither can wide receivers. So <laughs> Kenny Galladay cannot do that. need to get someone to throw on the ball. Giselle's so wise. Yes, that's, uh, she is wise. <laughs> She's something. She sure is something. Uh, but, yeah, certainly uh, Evan, Evan Ingram, you know, uh, an issue, so certainly tighten that in there. He might actually even hit the open market because he's not even – he uh, could be a free agent. And, of course, they cut Kyle Rudolph, so that's basically out. Um, so, yeah, lots of, lots of room for improvements there along the, along the O-line and at tight end and potentially quarterback and then also linebacker edge. That's everything. Yeah. That's everything. You know, but, like, I mean, the Giants have, like, what, uh, two picks in the first round this year? Uh-huh. Um, they have uh, – really good opportunity to just fill some of those holes that they have, whether it's on offense or defense. Yeah. I mean, and then they can, if they want, they can take one of those project uh, quarterbacks, like, you know, Malik Willis from Liberty, um, what top quarterback prospect, but not ready for prime time right away, you know, kind of the Trey Lance type, you know, and maybe have him sit there behind uh, Daniel Jones, learn the system, maybe not learn anything from Daniel Jones, but learn the system, he could be their guy the following year. And they're in a situation where they're probably going to keep Jones anyway. Yes. So um, if they're going to draft somebody uh, as a quarterback, they can, they can give him time to, to actually um, develop. You know, the other teams can't, can't do that. They need somebody who can play now. And, and as much as we think Malik Willis has a lot uh, a high ceiling, he may not be ready for prime time right away. Okay. They have, I, I think that's the funny thing is that, you know, 
Jones has to give him, you know, have something to teach him. So. <laughs> well, I mean, just, he can learn from the coaching staff, okay? Right? He can learn friends. from the coaching staff. He doesn't have to learn. And watching him throw interceptions. And well, you know, knowing not what, knowing not what. And, and not, not knowing to throw away the ball. There you go. Well, knowing what not to do also is important as knowing what to do. I so guess that's saying. very true. That's well, they true. have an estimated current cap space of $12 million. Let's see what they do with that. Uh, currently, the draft projections look at him taking uh, offensive linemen and uh, and defenses, and they have them pegged for maybe getting Kyle Hamilton in the first round. I think that'd be kind of a reach. He might be going in the first one or two picks, so they may not be around for the Giants, but that'd be fantastic. Kyle Hamilton, a fantastic safety out of Notre Dame. And whoever the Giants want, they should keep it hush-hush because you don't want it like last year's draft. Well, they did a great job last year. They, they, made, they made the Bears trade. Uh, and uh, you know, I thought that it was all it was all pretty good. You know, I thought it worked out pretty well for them. Uh, just unfortunately, Kadarius Tony did not work out for them, who they drafted in the first round. But again, yeah, injury, perhaps injury. I know it was injury. So I mean, that you can't help. But yeah, absolutely, you can't really help that. And that brings us to the end of the show. Let's hit the air horn on that. We're going to be back again next week in order to talk more about teams and their off-season needs, and we'll continue down in the NFC East, likely with the Washington Commanders and Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that name. Yep, <laughs> the Commanders. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. After all that, guys, really. But anyway, that being said, we'll uh, talk about all those. Uh, Joanne, why don't you uh, give us your social media so people can follow you? It's Kung Fu for you at Twitter. There you go. So follow her and check out all the tweets and retweets and good insight and give her a hard time on social media. I mean, that's always fun, isn't it? Uh, again, like I said, we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about a lot of these things, uh, including all the teams that uh, have off-season needs. And you can follow uh, – <laughs> there you go. How oh, you can follow me on Twitter at FD Garbage Time and on Facebook at Foot Times page. And join us again, like I said, next week. Where we discuss more team off-season needs as well as highlights from the NFL Combine, which is coming up this weekend. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time. And-